Hello, this is Gerd Leonhard and welcome to my podcast. Greetings everybody. I'm Gerd Leonhard, Futurist. Uh, I'm in Zurich, Switzerland usually. Right now I'm in beautiful Lanzarote, Canary Islands, working on my next book, which is called The Good Future, and also on my next film. I've made quite a few productions about this last year in the COVID days, so when everything has changed upside down. I'll talk more about that in a minute. But one of those topics I keep running across in my conversations with people, and of course in my new book, is this idea of future readiness. So uh, a few weeks ago I thought about this, you know, as sort of a present to my fans and followers and, and readers and, and viewers all over the world, is to do a free seminar on this. So you can ask me questions. The way it's going to work today um, is I picked YouTube because I can have a bigger audience there, obviously and it's very easy to put in comments. So as I'm speaking, I'm going to do roughly about a 15-minute presentation. You know, I yes, I always say that it ends up being 150 minutes now, but I'll keep it short today. <laughs> I'll try my best. And you can type in comments into the comment box. I will pull those up. Um, and you can do that throughout my conversation. And I'll pull them up, the ones I like. I'll put them on the screen. I'll try to answer them. I'll try to figure out next time a way that you can actually say something while I'm doing the YouTube thing. I'm working on that as well. And today, by the way, is also a premiere for using a, a different production mechanism called the YOLO, Life, YOLO Live Box, uh, which is doing a lot of really funny things. I'll show you later. Fun things, actually funny as well. But um, I'll go with that into a little bit more later. So the future mindset. Okay, I've been thinking about this for a long time. You know, I've been a futurist for almost 20 years now. Uh, and when I think about the future, this has become sort of second nature to me to look at the future as something that's already here. And I wonder often how we can build our mindset uh, to be more future focused. That seems to be a major problem for many of my clients and, and also for people as to actually stay abreast of the future and uh, to think of new things that may be happening. So today is also Martin Luther King Jr. Day, January 17th. And so in honor of his uh, passing um, and of the holiday, uh, I want to give a, a brief quote. Obviously, Martin Luther King Jr. wasn't per se a futurist, but he said many things about the future. And one thing that he likes liked to say, which I th I'm, I'm really fond of, is the time is always right to do what is right. And when we think about the future, that I would, I would uh, uh, copy this and say, well, the time is always right to do something about the future and to understand and to develop your mindset about uh, where the future may be going and what may be happening. So the first thing that's happening here is that many things that we got used to are, are kind of getting switched off. It seems uh, perpetually in the COVID crisis, we're, we're having constant uncertainty. Like the only thing that's certain is uncertainty. And it's very un unnerving, I think, for many of us and for me also. My whole business has become completely upside down and different. And there's many bad things about this, but also a lot of good things. And really what's happening is that some stations are being switched off, so to speak, the way that we think about what is right or wrong. For example, in the pharma business, I think we're going to face the fact very soon that we probably have to set aside the patents and trademarks for a while to deal with the global vaccination mission. And that has been discussed widely, but it's a change of paradigm, right? All over us, and really what is happening is uh, loving this Henry Miller quote when he says, basically, the, the, the future and our destination is never a place. Right? It's just a new way of seeing things. And this is so important, a new way of seeing things. You know, this is very much like when you're in a relationship and things are getting stale. 
you know, a new way of seeing things, opens things up again and questions our assumptions. That's really important. And this is what we see about the future, right? It's a multitude of change. The next 10 years will bring more change than the previous 100 years. I keep saying that and it keeps being true. It's kind of scary actually, as all these things are coming together and the future mindset comes out of this to really understand what is happening. This is the future mindset here, right? Is paying attention. The future mindset is basically uh, symbolized by the ears of, you know, basically understanding what goes on around us, observing, listening. Uh, because when you listen, you're starting to pick up on things and that changes the way that you go about a practical task and also defining our future. And listening, observing is a skill that we can practice. So the future mindset isn't something that is like native to the genius or something, right? Uh, apart from which, of course, the genius is always a genius the day after it was crazy. It's a very common uh, uh, issue here with the genius, but paying attention, right? This is what it's going to be all about. The future mindset is, is reading the signals, right? And there's, there's also something really important about this constant yes or no question, like the future isn't about prediction. It's not about having correct predictions. It's about intuition, imagination understanding, gut feel. Right? Jeff Bezos from Amazon, probably one of the most uh, learned and logical people in the, in the tech business, right? he always says he, he loves focus group and studies, but in the end, it's his decision based on gut feel. And so it's not about yes or no many times when we look at the future, like should we have an absolute rule about artificial intelligence or like the patents for the pharma industry. There should not be an absolute rule that the patents have to be done away with to save the world, so to speak. <laughs> but it could be a rule that could work now. Right? So yes, no, there's also maybe. We should not fall into the trap of computers, uh, which are naturally inclined, of course, to give us yes or no answers being you know binary, but humans are multinary. So very important to realize what's happening here on the future mindset, four different things. First, observation. Observing what's happening, talking to people, having an open mind. And that is already a lifesaver right there. I can't tell you how many people I don't have the skill of observing. The second skill really is the one of understanding, which means to understand, read between the lines. You know, understanding something is completely different than knowing it, knowledge, uh, zeros and ones, facts are one thing, but understanding is a very sort of fundamental thing that goes between people. And understanding is, for example, the difference of listening to your kids and understanding what they're not saying rather than what they are saying. And that is a very, uh, you know, exp uh, Im implicit knowledge rather than explicit knowledge, tacit knowledge, all the things that makes us human. And imagination, of course, Einstein, right? Imagination is more important than knowledge. To be able to imagine what if, that is the future mindset. And I can't tell you again how many people are incapable of doing that because they block that path to thinking, to asking that questions. Basically, computers are for answers, humans are for questions. Kevin Kelly, one of my favorite authors. And on top of that, of course, that develops foresight. And foresight is kind of like, think of it like driving in a car and when you drive down the suburbs in, in uh, New Jersey or so, you know, you're going slowly 20 miles per hour. It's, you know, it's a big deal if you're not observing, but it, it works kind of, you know, looking a little bit ahead. But when you're going on the Autobahn in Deutschland, in Germany, and you're jamming along at 250 kilometers an hour, foresight has to be a mile right, to, to not crash. And so today we're going at high speed everywhere, whether it's pharma or banking, or of course, futurism and government and, and pandemics and healthcare. We have to look ahead. 
So this is what we need to work on a foresight and we have to make it a priority. Kind of think of it a little bit like when you're, when you're trying to figure out how to be more fit and to eat better, right? This is a decision that we make not to eat this or to stop habits. And so I think foresight in the future mindset is kind of like we decide that it's important to understand the future. And I think Europe has an extreme difficulty in understanding why the future is so important because, you know, we look at the past and we're proud of the past and then we kind of enjoy the present. The future looks scary. But I always say, you know, the future should be respected. The present should be enjoyed. Um, and, and the future should be investigated and imagined, right? So very important that we look at this kind of our freedom to deliver our future and also that we have an actual reason to design that, right? Foresight is so crucial because also we're looking at this dichotomy between science fiction and fact. Many things that are in science fiction are really scary, they're not fact yet, but other ones are becoming fact, self-driving cars, um, autonomous computing, um, artificial intelligence and language translation and, and what have you. And we have to be able to gauge this you know, for ourselves. What is real, what is not real and how far away could it be? Right? We have to be able to gauge that. That's part of the future mindset. Uh, it's not always saying yes or no. It's saying yes, it could happen, but it's 10 years away. We have to be able to judge that. And that's a question of gut feel. You know, when I worked in the music business, I said in 1999, music is moving to the cloud. And I put a lot of money behind this to build companies that were uh, putting uh, music into the cloud. <laughs> and it was too early. You know, it took until Apple came around with the iPhone you know, to really get into music in the cloud. You know? So I was not getting the right time point there. So science fiction, science fact, really crucial that we make this distinction between the two. Also very important is to take a wider view. You see the guy here on the left basically uh, looking straight at the objective like building a car or, or building a bank or the guy on the right takes a wider view. I'm going to actually show you this exclusively. I have this fancy effect that can do this. Right? So that's really important that we, have, we are able to look in both directions. Right? Taking a wider view and, and essentially questioning our assumptions. Right? A question our assumption means that, that we're able to say, well, it worked until now, but it won't work tomorrow. Uh, look at the car industry. Question the assumption that we all need a car. No, we all need mobility. We don't need the car necessarily. Hopefully the car will still be part of it. Very important. Here's a great example that I do in terms of just questioning your assumptions like this. 1 and 11 is obviously not 10. Um, but when you look at it from the other way around, we spin it around, right? Uh, 10 is 9 and 1. And that's true. And all we've done is we've changed the viewpoint, right? We've changed the, po the point where, where we're looking at. And this is so important, I think, when we think about the future. Just the viewpoint can change a whole bunch of things. I, I try to do that exercise every single day also because it's quite clear that our skills are changing. And again, just to give you the benefit of this whole thing here, is this pyramid of skills is changing because machines have more skills now. They have more logic, they have more understanding. So in the future, again, the future mindset will be not settled down here in intellectual knowledge and logic and data and information, uh, it'll be settled around here. Deeper knowledge, tacit knowledge, understanding, wisdom, right? That is the mindset. Of course, a mindset is, is by nature, of course, not something that we can download, right? And like information is downloaded, essentially. So looking at these things, tacit knowledge, understanding, wisdom, purpose, consciousness, 
requires human agency. And this is, our, this is our job of the future. The only job that we're going to have in the future is to be human uh, and, and to have foresight. And the future mindset sets, a, sets us apart from animals, of course. Very few of them have a future understanding. Maybe whales and dolphins do, I don't know. Or maybe a chimpanzee does to some degree. <laughs> but from our point of view, this is really what we are best in. Right? We're storytelling, intuition. Uh, and, and this is so important also, of course, to realize for our future of our work as we're going into this world that is wildly gyrating towards technology everywhere. You heard about the um, Vitruvian man, right? Of course, Leonardo da Vinci, uh, 15th century renaissance. And, and now we're having another renaissance because around us is essentially this spinning wheel of accomplished technologies. Uh, I call them the game changers, and you can Google more for that. But basically the game changers, data, uh, AI, uh, cloud computing and virtual reality and so on, they're spinning around us and now we have to find a new way of integrating humanity into this. Right? The important part will be clear, the future mindset is not a, a, a machine. It's not all about science or for that matter logic. I mean science isn't just about logic, but it's art and science as years ago, uh, Steve Jobs, rest in peace, um, said, right? It's about the combination of those two things. Right? And Einstein, again, was very much on that agenda as well. It's going to be an art to understand the future. And that's an art you can hone. That's like playing music. You have to have some talent, I think, in the end to understand more um, disparate things and be more creative with them. But in the end, that is kind of what we're doing, understanding this and where we're going and, and this sort of connected thinking like here, you know, it's quite clear the future is like a chain of dominoes, whether it's COVID, uh, climate change, artificial intelligence, uh, super uh, intelligence, AGI, and of course, genetic engineering and so on. But we have to understand this in a holistic way. Holistic. That means with the contextual thing. And that is what makes us different. I mean, if you walk in the bar, you meet somebody somewhere, you have a contextual understanding. You're listening, you're smelling, you're, you know, you're not looking at the metaverse, right? Which is one of the things I call the great reduction, you know, to boil it down to something that we can sell. That may be interesting sometimes, but again, on the side note, I think that's really sort of a, a dehumanizing approach to our future. So when we look at a future mindset, it is actually holistic in converging all the things around us into an understanding. I love this picture, the same one I used from the same series before. Uh, the the guy with the ears. Now it's basically listening with giant amplifiers. Right? And from the listening you let it influence your mind. So here's the bottom line. One hour per day in the future. And we're not talking about movies here. We're not talking about Netflix and binging. And uh, We're talking about reading great books. A good list on my website. Like the number one book to read right now is Kim Stanley Robinson, uh, The Ministry for the Future. The Ministry for the Future. Uh, that's, that's one to, to start learning right there. So one hour a day spending in the future and that will change your world forever and will give you a future mindset that will grow sort of uh, compound. You know, basically the mindset is something that is nurtured along and all of a sudden it becomes really important. Uh, it takes a few years for that to happen but the future mindset is the number one reason why you're going to have a job in the future. So that is my kind of my summary on the future mindset. I know there's many other things to say here, but I'm dying to hear your comments or to see your comments. I'm going to take a quick look to see if they're still there, the comments. Um, okay, yeah, we have here, okay, we have Happy New Year. Well, that's good. Okay, 
uh, we have a comment here. Okay, embracing the future and transformation attracts investors. Yeah, very good point. You know, this is the kind of thing that is clearly a challenge, I think, when we look at the future, is to put that together in a, in a, in a package that's understandable and to translate it. You know, one of the challenges in my job is to translate things into fairly simplistic things sometimes too simplistic for my liking and for others liking as well uh, is to translate into the bottom line for example i say about artificial intelligence that ai and ia what i call ia intelligent assistance is useful and it's powerful and it's taken away our routines and that's okay but when we get to agi general intelligence i wonder if we're not confusing competence with a kind of fake consciousness and to bring it down to such a bottom line, that's also part of the future mindset, is to, to boil it down to things that people can understand. And I can guarantee you, we spend one hour a day on the exercise of understanding the future, on reading and talking, and not just watching movies, right? then um, you have, in fact, achieved the kind of uh, cocktail of, of understanding. That's what will get you to the future mindset. Um, on the science fiction part, a lot of people ask me about this all the time, about what's happening with science fiction and if that's useful or not. And I would say, well, I read a lot of science fiction, um, but I try to separate myself from the thinking in science fiction as movies, like we have, for example, with Black Mirror or, or Blade Runner and others, which are very inspiring, particularly Blade Runner. But the message in many films that we're seeing in mainstream right now is dystopian. Right? The future won't be good. And I keep t telling people that I believe the future is better than we think. Uh, also because having a future mindset makes you understand what is possible uh, and to feel and, and to get a, a preview of what may be happening in the very near future. So oh, there's a few more questions. Thank you. Don Wayne, I'm going to put this up here. What are the jobs of the future and when do you know that you have to change your job? Great question. Thank you, uh, Don. The jobs of the future, clearly most of the jobs of the future aren't here yet. Like you just look backwards 12 years ago, social media didn't really exist and, and maybe it'll be the same in 12 years, but there's 21 million people now working in social media and many of them are working remotely and in the cloud. So the jobs of the future are clearly the ones that will be virtual and hybridly worked. And many of them will be things that we, don't, we currently don't even understand, like intelligent systems will require thousands, millions of people probably working on them to interface with humans. The World Economic Forum says if we invest in nature positive investments, which means of course green energy and sustainability, uh, we could be looking at hundreds of millions of new jobs. And all these jobs are being developed right now. So I would say that clearly technology is going to eat a lot of jobs in the sense of routines like welding in the plant, of course, driving a car, maybe even flying an airplane, translating and all this. But on a higher level, it creates more jobs. Now, can you imagine, for example, having an AI translate the United Nations conversations? Well, it could be a great tool, but it will still use humans. Right? And so many jobs in the future are being invented now. The number one skill you have to have, in my view, is learning how to unlearn and to relearn and to realize when something is kind of petering out. And, and, and it's the windows closing. And I think the windows are getting tighter and tighter. So the real skill is to have lifelong learning, to continue to educate, to continue to find new solutions. And that's not really new for a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, people who've been doing this for a long time. Um, 
that's not new. Of course, I used to be a musician and producer and, you know, you're always improvising. Uh, but as a mindset, think about this, right? About 13, 14% of American graduates from colleges and universities and Canadian as well, by the way, um, start up their own companies. And in Europe and Germany in particular, it's 2%. And why is that? Because we don't dare to create our own work. And that needs to change. That is already changing in Germany. Right? So very, very important, I think, for us to understand that we're making our job of the future. If we have kids, they're very likely going to end up with a job that doesn't even remotely exist today. Some people say 70% of all the jobs in 10 years don't even exist today. So that means being flexible, being agile, not being as functional. Right? A lot of people are confusing efficiency with good work. That's over. What we need now is agility, uh, is inventiveness, is uh, collaboration, right? is intuition, imagination. So you want to be sure that you have good work in the future, develop yourself as a human. That is really the number one topic. Uh, so along with technology, which we can't ignore, so having technological skills and, and computer skills is absolutely crucial, no doubt. But having further skills right, uh, that develop your future mindset beyond competing with machines that is crucial. But let me just summarize my answer here on, on jobs and work. I don't think we should worry too much about having less work. We may have less work in the future because computers are more efficient and machines can do the job. But productivity goes up. So if we can spread the benefits like we haven't so far, uh, then it should come out okay. We may as well see in 10 years that we may only work three or four hours a day and the rest will be done by smart machines. But make the same money. That is obviously a key point. right? So. Um, another question here from Robert Schrum. Thanks very much for the question. Um, I know this actually works. I'm pretty delighted with this. Right? So Robert asks, um, 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 thanks. Do you feel that intuition is still not really yet acknowledged or underrated as a valued kind of skill? Right? Well, to that I would say really what we're looking at here is not so much a skill like running a spreadsheet or driving a car or flying an airplane. Um, it's really the idea of a, of a, of a mindset, you know, of uh, something that goes on inside of us, personality, character. So it's much more about that. I think the future mindset is also a question of character. Like, can you question things? Can you live between two realities? I think, um, was it uh, Fitzgerald who once said, or Scott Fitzgerald, uh, the poet, who once said, the sign of a genius is to keep two opposing things in your mind at the same time. And it's kind of like this. So uh, intuition does that, imagination does that, and we can imagine if and then we snap back to reality and we put the two together. Uh, that's clearly something we have to teach our kids, uh, to go less with the facts, to understand the facts and to get the facts, of course. But the facts don't drive the future. The facts are the present, and if we just elongate from the present, we'll be in deep trouble. We cannot elongate the future and calculate the future from the past learnings because all the neighboring things have changed. I mean, look at all the things that we didn't expect. The COVID pandemic, the financial crisis, right? uh, the climate catastrophe, catastrophe speeding up like it has. I mean, we are constantly being surprised by reality. Right? So very, very important is to develop intuition which says, okay, I feel like this is the right moment. And of course, this is a great skill to have for pretty much in, in any of your current realities. And, and really important that we go in that direction with, uh, with things. So another question. Uh, okay, well, we have another question here. Yeah. How do you see the role of women? Okay. 
Great. Good question. Uh, clearly, the role of women, well, um, I think we can already safely say that women have this, right? Uh, <laughs> right? They're paying a lot more attention. And, you know, some people call that EQ, emotional quotient. Um, and there's been a lot of uh, studies, scientific studies and others, <laughs> on why women have more EQ. I think it's just because men tend to turn that out and, and, be, and try to act more rationally. But the role of women is heavily increased and catalyzed in, in the current times. Because we are seeing a, a world already where women are increasingly coming into power, whether it's in Denmark or in Sweden. Uh, or, of course, in New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern is my greatest example, or, of course, a new German government where, of course, the leader is a man, but everybody after him is a woman. Um, and I think the skills of, of uh, the future are in many ways more sort of female skills, if you can say such a thing. Um, but we're going into a world where it's going to be much more important to be more diversified, and, and this is happening now at mind-boggling speed. I think we're going to see in the next 10 years rapid increase in women, minorities, and young people coming to power, political power. So Brazil, America after Biden, possibly. And look at Canada and Trudeau, right? I mean, he's not really young, but and he's not a woman. <laughs> but, you know, Canada is going to point in the way in so many different directions here. So that is important that we realize where that's playing out. And I think the COVID crisis has been to put a damper on, on women in the workforce quite a bit, which is a huge shame because uh, in many countries, especially the UK and the US, it ended up being the women who had to stay at home to take care of kids because everybody was staying at home and not everybody could work. And yeah, it was kind of a bad situation. And that, that will turn around. I'm very, very confident on this. And I think the role of women as political and economic leaders will be vastly accelerated in the next couple of years. So, Another question, Randy Ziegenfuss, thank you. How can education shape and be shaped by the good future? Well, education, in my view, is the next Google. Uh, we're, gonna, uh, we're going to go to a world where it's not so much about technology and, and inventing new databases and new models and AI all the time, but also about educating people to create their own jobs. Like I said earlier, many of the jobs will be generated by ourselves. And, and this is going to be essential as we're going into a world where uh, invent, invention is crucial. So education right now is fairly old-fashioned in the sense of teaching us what used to work and downloading information for later. And that's how I went to college and that's how my kids went to college. <laughs> and no, we don't need that. We need information about how we can learn new things by ourselves. You know, learning just in time not just in case. It's good to memorize things, nothing wrong with that. I need to be Greek and Latin and all that stuff, yes. But today we're going to need different education, right? Also more vocational training, more certificates, more micro degrees, more on-demand learning. And clearly learning is not something that's just going to happen online. That's just not human enough. It's going to be a hybrid scenario. And I've talked about this a lot in the video that I made for the uh, education Department of Canada. If you look on YouTube, you look for Edu Canada Education, and Garrett does a whole talk on this, um, in where I basically spoke about this concept of saying we, we need to redo our educational principles to be fit for the future. Like, you know, why, why do you study to get an MBA now and learn things that used to work 10 years ago? By the time you get out, the world is completely different. You're going to need to study again. And education is lifelong now. Right? 
So these are all good things and I, I believe trillions of dollars are going to pour into education as we're completely redoing how we look at things. And that's going to be something where we get paid for, like a job to, to keep on educating. And one of the other things that's really, uh, going back to the earlier question about women and education, um, I believe in the very near future uh, we're, we're going to be in a situation where what we do for work will be redefined by what we want and also by the need of not just having to work to live or to live how to work. And we may well be in a situation in 20 years or so with a basic income that has been discussed everywhere and it's becoming much, much more realistic now with the COVID crisis as we see how we spend money. But basically there, uh, we can assume that work will no longer take all of our lives and suck up all of our time. And that's good news and education will be the ticket for this. Right? So, do we have another question? Uh, let me see. Well, there's a lot of questions here. Thanks very much. Um, so, here, listening is quite a challenge. How to clear up your ears to avoid noises? How to become a good curator of sounds entering your ears? Yeah, yeah very good question. It's a noisy world. I have that problem a lot. And uh, I sometimes call it digital obesity, to be fed with information. Uh, did you know that more people die from obesity, especially in America, uh, than from hunger? Uh, and obesity is a, a huge topic. I think 42% of Americans hold the world record at, at obesity. Uh, Germany is about 20% or so also. But in any case, uh, this kind of being digitally overloaded, that is really important that we know how to switch off. We know when we use the time for, for uh, uh, thinking, right, for pondering and for boredom. <laughs> which is a hard thing to keep when you're always having a device. Right? Um, I think it has to be practiced uh, to avoid overload and, and to listen to only the important channels. And really important because today we have television, we have, of course, online radio, we have Spotify, we have podcasts, we have everything. Right? In my view, reading books, not physical books, I, I don't read very much, but Kindle books and electronic books, I can, I can take my my uh, comments and everything, right? That is the ticket to reading one book rather than reading 14 at the same time, like I read on the internet, right? And to discipline ourselves to focus um, and to pay attention. So after a while, you can practice that when you realize you're paying attention to too many things uh, where your mind starts spinning. So basically, offline is the new luxury. Right? We have to enjoy it because that's when our brain gets to vent and to and to reboot and say ah now I get it right that's when we have ideas like you know many times you get great ideas under the shower why is that well because your brain is is relieved in some way you know not to have to think about what you're going to watch next at least I do get a lot of ideas about uh, about that so uh, that's been great great question um, uh, greetings back to Colombia thank you and there's somebody from Moscow okay. So the uh, future role, great talk, thank you. Keep them coming, the questions. So I'm gonna go to some of the other stuff I wanted to talk to you about. I'm gonna take away the uh, this one here. Let's make sure I'm still trying to figure out how we actually do this. So um, on the comment side, you know, you can put a few more comments up there, new comments. I'm gonna take this out. Okay, so next time I'm going to set this up so I don't have to look down there while I'm doing this. But practicing all of that stuff, that's going to be really important. To me, the future mindset is what it comes down to. I want to go back to the symbol uh, in the beginning, you know, this one. Um, this is my constant companion now. 
in also my private life, I try to listen more, and that that's been very difficult because I like to talk. You know? <laughs> but but um, that is where everything starts: listening, understanding, digesting, right? and then coming to conclusions. If we don't do that, then we we do end up being like a machine. Right? So, if you want to know more about this stuff, you can go to this uh, URL here, the future mindset, futuremindset.global. That's just a blog post on my website. You can also just Google future mindset and my name, G-E-R-D. Uh, and of course, on YouTube, I have lots of stuff on this and you'll find many more things on this. Again, I would encourage you to spend one hour a day in the future. Not in science fiction future, but in the immediate future and to read, to digest, uh, to improve your views, because that is the ticket to our future success. Um, also, I would like you to take a look at my film, uh, The Good Future Film, uh, which I think explains pretty well what it is. And uh, so we're not ending up in a dystopian future. TheGoodFutureFilm.com is where you can find this on my blog uh, and where you can put uh, all two and two together. I released a new film yesterday, or rather last week, called The Good Future Explained. Uh, and you can watch that also on YouTube. It explains quite a bit around the future mindset. So I'm going to take a last comment if there is one. Uh, okay, here's one. I'm going to take this one. This will be the last one. Thanks very much to Lionhead228. Oh, good one. Um, how do I stay on, on top of new developments? Um, and how do you know if a development is significant to our future? Well, the thing is, in the end, I, I don't know. Uh, I estimate it from the neighboring information I have. It's like when you have a lot of things that are around a question, then you can pool them. It's like making a cocktail mix, right? And then you're coming up with a new answer based on the neighboring topics. Um, and I wouldn't say that I know, I, I would say that I have a hunch. You know, for example, I said five years ago, it's going to be the end of oil very soon, right? The end of oil meaning we're going to switch to renewable energy. And here we are. Uh, I had a good hunch on this one, and now my hunch is that I would say that we're moving into a world that is going to create a new capitalism that is fit for the future. Uh, and that is a hunch I have, and that's been pointed out by many different directions around me. And, and so this is how I kind of verify this. And, you know, conversations with people uh, and investigating how, how right or wrong this is and how, how it feels. You know, it's interesting when you, when you think about computers, uh, a computer is very good at answering questions, saying, you know, how does it add up? You know, what does the data say and all that stuff? And I think humans are much more about how does it feel? Right? Does it feel like a good answer? Does it feel like it's real? And does it feel like I can rely on it? It's like, you know, when you meet a person face and face, face to face, not here, you know, on, on my uh, private metaverse here, but face to face, yeah, it takes you 20 seconds to estimate the other person. Sometimes only a few seconds. Threat, potential partner, interesting, not, right? Yeah, try that on the internet. And, and this is why I think we, we're going to need humanity more than ever before uh, to put to good use in, in this uh, future world, right? So in the end, I want to tell you uh, to see if you can move this. If you want to subscribe to my, my newsletter, it's at gert.digital. And lots of people, lots of you probably already have subscribed to it. I want to thank you very much for tuning in. It's been a real pleasure. And get your, get your ears going. And I will see you down the road and to hear your stories about how your future mindset went. Thanks very much for tuning in. I'll talk to you soon. Live long and prosper.
This is Gerd Leonhard, Futurist. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Check out my videos at gerdtube.com on YouTube.